everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Aftershock, where we're giving you the latest and greatest in all things Web3. Your host here, Richard Carthon, and I'm excited to share some of the latest news uh, that is coming through the airways this week. Now, if you're over on our podcast, hope you enjoy the content. Please make sure to leave us a nice comment and share out with other people listening. And for those over on our YouTube channel, please make sure to like and subscribe and leave some comments on some other types of news and information that you want us to be covering in the future. So thank you so much for joining us. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump jump into this week's Aftershock. The Aftershock. So for this week, our first story is looking at Burger King and how in Paris, they are now accepting Bitcoin and crypto payments. So the international fast food giant Burger King announced its Instapower power bank rental machines that accept cryptocurrency payments at its Paris locations. The machines are connected to crypto payment services, Alchemy Pay, and Binance Pay. Along with Binance Pay and Alchemy Pay, Instapower is industry-leading power bank charging service now accepts cryptocurrency payments and assets such as Bitcoin from its customers at over 14,000 sites across the globe. And this is really cool as we're starting to see more and more of these larger institutions prepare the way to accept cryptocurrency payments. So I think this would be a really good use case study in Paris for Burger King to see how many people are willing to spend some of their Bitcoin towards this. And if it goes well, we could see this start to expand across other locations uh, throughout the globe. So I think this will be uh, a case study that if done well, uh, or if there is success, we will see expansion across more locations. Our second story is looking at Arbitrum as it airdrops, had over 1,500 addresses and 3.3 million sent into wallets. So the on-chain activity showed that the airdrop 100 consolidated tokens worth about 3.3 million collectively from 1,000, uh, about 1,500 wallets into two wallets. According to the blockchain analysis from Look On Chain, one wallet received 1.4 million of ARB from 866 addresses. The account added all the ARB received to the central exchange Uniswap to provide liquidity. The 1.4 million ARB tokens are worth about 2 million at the time of the writing. And then the other one sent received about 933,000 ARB from 630 addresses, which was 1.38 million. So a lot of people in response to this airdrop for Arbitrum did everything possible to try to help themselves be able to receive some of this. And unfortunately, one of the risks of doing airdrops like this is that people uh, try to game the system. So I think this is going to be looking into this uh, a little bit more. But again, this has created its own niche of types of people who seeking these type of opportunities to get as much money from airdrops as possible. A third article is going to look at G7 nations that are calling for stricter oversight of cryptocurrency markets. A group of seven G7 major industrial democracies are reportedly planning to promote tougher regulations of cryptocurrency sector during the 49th G7 summit, which is scheduled for May 2023, will take place in Hiroshima, Japan. The goal of the plan is to increase transparency and consumer protections, according to anonymous officials with the knowledge of the plan. The move comes across an the wake of concerns about potential risk to global financial systems posed by crypto assets with the collapse of FTX um, exposed the poor governance of the industry and sent shockwaves to the financial markets. So if there's one thing clear from 2022 that's going to be affected in 2023 is regulation. We're going to see a lot more of it. 
regulation, I don't necessarily see as overall as a bad thing. I think it actually helps us move forward in the right direction. However, over-regulation and, and depending on what is put out there uh, could be damaging in the long run. Regulations here, it's going to continue. And I think the faster we can get to a more productive conversation around this and clear guidelines put in place, the better it is overall for the industry. Fourth article is looking at First Citizens Bank, um, which is snapping up Silicon Valley Bank, and its branches opened up um, Monday as of March 27th. So the deal is announced on March 26th by the FDIC, which is the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. And the North Carolina-based First Citizens Bank is set to acquire all the deposits and loans of SVB, which is Silicon Valley Bank. And the purchase and assumption agreement, 17 former branches of Silicon Valley Bank will open as First Citizens Bank and Trust Company on the 27th. And depositors will automatically become depositors of First Citizens Bank. So this is one of those examples of the FDIC coming in, going to work and getting stuff done uh, very quickly. And this is one of the pluses of the traditional finance markets of having safeguards in place to help stop collapses as they come about. Um, what we saw last year in the crypto markets between uh, Terra Luna cr- crash and several others was that there's nothing in place to stop it as things went down. So um, I think what is great about the next potential bull market wave that we see to occur in the cryptocurrency markets is that it's going to be built from the lessons of the failures of the past so that they can't be repeated in the same way. So all that to say is that the crypto markets are going to get smarter because they have to, and more safeguards are going to be put in place so that future people that participate in this market do not have to go through the same growing pains as people earlier in the market. Next, we're looking at the U.S. as it seizes 18 crypto ATMs purchased using fraudulent SBA loans. So the way that this worked is that 18 crypto ATMs were purchased uh, from the Small Business Administration meant to assist small business financially harmed by COVID-19 pandemic. Loans were also used to purchase Bitcoin from New York-based cryptocurrency exchange. It's called CoinDogs crypto ATMs, um, and they were seized. And... They've been arrested for charges and connections with the scheme to steal and launder over $100 million in fraudulently obtained loans from the SBA, including the use of fraud proceeds to purchase crypto ATMs. So when the SBA loans came out during COVID, people saw this as an opportunity. Um, and some people did this in a fraudulent way. And one of the ways that someone did this was buying crypto ATMs. Flew on the radar for a moment, but it catches back up. The government does their checks and eventually we'll catch up with you if you're doing something at that scale of such fraud. So, aka, one, the SBA loans were meant to really help struggling business when everything shut down. So this was money that was taken away from another potential business that could use those funds to sustain. Don't have a lot of empathy. Um, Sounds like justice is being served in this moment. So again, if you're going to commit, don't commit fraud. First and foremost, don't commit fraud. And I'll leave it there. Our next article, we're going to be looking at Coinbase as it wants devs to build inflation-pegged flat coins on its new base network. Coinbase explained that it's now more important than ever to build an inflation-tracking stablecoin that negates poor monetary policy decisions of central banks. 
The crypto exchange Coinbase sees inflation-picked flat coins as one of four critical innovations that could be built on its recently launched Layer 2 network base. The other three include an on-chain reputation system, an on-chain limit order book, LOB, exchange, and tools that make decentralized finance ecosystem safer. So I think as they try to build out uh, these four critical areas of innovation, I do think it is going to help the overall market. A lot of what was listed are things that are going to further the crypto space and needs to have a lot more um, safeguards in place as we evolve. So I think this is pretty cool. And I think it's going to be good to see more people who are building into this ecosystem have this guidance uh, and direction to be headed. Our final Amazon is looking at Amazon as its NFT plans uh, were teased in a receipt melt out to people on this past Friday. An email to Coindesk, uh, Nikhilish D, uh, Amazon appeared to confirm that the digital tokens, NFT gallery, and resale opportunities are coming to the site. The confirmation was sent after Amazon Prime Video Channel subscription was nude on Mackley. Um, had not pon- had not purchased an NFT token from Amazon, did not have any prior knowledge of the platform's integration of NFTs. It provided a couple of insights into Amazon's plans for the expansion and hints at where these tools are going to be live on the platform. So Amazon entering the NFT space, you want to talk about a huge validation for NFTs are here to stay and are going to continue to grow. This is a big one. If Amazon's attacking it, then you know there's got to be teeth on this. And if they're creating a product, they're definitely putting things in place to try to incentivize one of the largest marketplaces in existence. So I'm going to keep watching this closely. And I think they are going to come in and immediately be a high impact player, just like we saw with Reddit as they created their NFT marketplace. So that's going to wrap up this week's Web3 Lightning Round. And we're now going to jump into last week in the metaverse. And we're going to get it kicked off with Sony as it eyes NFT transfers across multiple game platforms and reveals a patent. So Sony's NFT framework aims to integrate NFTs into gameplay with the technology representing skins and other popular in-game functionalities. Sony Interactive Entertainment filed a patent for a trait of framework allowing users to transfer and utilize non-fungible tokens across multiple game platforms. Sony's interest in crypto has been evidenced by numerous partnerships and trademark registrations. Adding to the list, Sony filed a patent titled NFT Framework for Transferring Using Digital Assets Between Game Platforms. So, Sony, massive. Uh, I am definitely a huge Sony fan. And I will gladly say that I, myself, have played PlayStation my entire life and really enjoy all of the type of content that they have been making as it relates to the gaming space. Being able to play and utilize different tools and then apply them into different worlds, I think is so cool. I, I can already envision uh, different gaming franchises like uh, God of War, Assassin's Creed, um, Call of Duty, being able to take some of the assets that you've earned and won, transfer them over into other games in the same franchise and then using them in those particular worlds. Uh, it's going to be really cool. And it's really cool to see the world of NFTs continue to expand and grow larger and have more 
utility being placed on the future roadmap of where it's headed. Next article is looking at NFT investor who accidentally burned $135,000 CryptoPunk to borrow money. Uh, yes, you heard that right. Uh, unfortunately, someone lost $135,000 um, trying to wrap it. So while going through an unfamiliar process of wrapping NFTs, Riley accidentally sent the asset to a burn address, permanently deleting the NFT from circulation. Um, the CryptoPunk collection worth 77 ETH uh, was sent to a burn address to be permanently destroyed. and But the collector intended to borrow some money against it to buy another NFT. So this is one of those quick examples of when DeFi goes wrong and the importance of really understanding the process of transferring assets across crypto before you press the send because, because they are immutable. It can't be undone. When you make a mistake, it can be $135,000 mistake. In this case, trying to use the NFT to receive a loan, to get liquid, to go buy other NFTs. And instead of getting liquid and still having the NFT, completely lost it, which now means not only did they not get the loan to go buy the new NFTs, but they also lost the original. So again, be careful out there in the world of DeFi. It can be a very dangerous place. Uh, be as careful as possible. And this, this just, this one hurts. Our next article is looking at heavyweight champ um, Alexander Usyk as he seeks to tokenize boxers' careers. He's launching a new blockchain-powered tokenized ecosystem powered um, to support boxers through their careers. The IBF, WBO, and WBA heavyweight boxing champion Alexander put his weight behind the blockchain platform that is tokenized to support boxing industry. And they teamed up with Ukrainian-based crypto exchange QMall to develop the Ready to Fight platform. The browser-based platform makes use of blockchain technology to help boxers tokenize their brands to receive donations and investments, as well as means to deliver exclusive content. Again, sports is fine, are doing more and more to find ways to help their users, aka participants, whether it be the fighters, whether it be people who are playing the everyday sports, etc., with their likeness, image, etc., to be able to monetize it. And a lot of people, unfortunately, only are able to make their money through the various games or matches or fights that they conduct. By creating tools like this, they can now have more ways to monetize, more revenue streams, and incentivize them to keep brand building. So I think this is a really cool uh, look at ways that boxers can try to utilize this type of platform and, and create NFTs, et cetera, to build. And it's uh, a platform that I'm going to keep my eyes on. Next, we're going to look at luxury giant Gucci as they team up with Yuga Labs to develop Web3. So the Web3 company Yuga Labs is behind several popular NFT collections, such as Board 8 Yacht Club, CryptoPunks, MeBits, et cetera. Um, they recently created an agreement aim to increase engagement among each company's communities by exploring the intersection of fashion, entertainment, and the metaverse. In the press release that came out, said they're excited to unveil the multifaceted partnership with Yuga Labs as a leading creative developer of Web3 technology, and it gives them a chance to have an active role in the upcoming narrative of the other side in 
10KTF, which manifests itself in many forms. This is said by Robert Tufts, who's Gucci Senior Executive VP of Corporate and Brand Strategy. It's really cool to see these big brands really start to see how Web3 is here and how they need to embrace and meet people where they're headed. And that seems to be the world of, of Web3, the metaverse, et cetera. And they're trying to work with a brand and brands that have already had much success, such as Yuga Labs. So this collaboration makes a lot of sense. And I think it's not the last that we're going to see. I think we're going to see even larger brands. Uh, Gucci is, is way up there. It's an extremely large brand. We're going to see other large brands like them try to create these types of partnerships so they can learn faster and get the learn from the bumps and bruises along the way that Yuga and others have experienced so that they can move faster and participate in, in a more streamlined way. Next, we're going to look at Glitch as the artist withdraws from Sotheby's NFT auction over lack of female artist. So an artist featured by the renowned auction house of Sotheby's said Saturday he withdraw his art from the NFT sales that are currently underway, citing a lack of representation of female identifying artists. Patrick Amandin, whose work revolves around the visual style known as glitch art, said Sotheby's natively digital glitchism should have been more inclusive. He made the statement that while I believe it was a genuine oversight and the team means well, the lack of representation is a serious issue that needs to be addressed this, and we need to address this in our space. Female identifying artists have played a major role in the glitch movement. So again, Patrick made a stance and, and dipped out. It received him making this uh, decision, received a lot of positive feedback uh, on Twitter. And it, it goes to, again, trying to have a more inclusive future as it relates to Web3, um, getting more women involved in this space and providing more opportunities. So we have a more representative look at where the Web3 community is headed. Next, we're going to look at German government as it invested $1.2 million in a metaverse startup, Flying Sheep Studios. So Flying Sheep Studios is a cologne-based metaverse startup, and it recently announced that it raised $1.2 million from the German government. The funds raised will be used to develop an online metaverse game called Star Life, which is a multimedia online role-playing experience. It came from the German Federal Ministry of Ec- for Economic Affairs and Climate Action as part of an allocation that the gov- federal government uses to support interactive experiences. This is, I think, cool because you're seeing governments come in and embrace the need to build into the metaverse, the need to get involved, experience, and learn what is this next step towards uh, a future in metaverse look like and how do we start partnering with the companies that are making that a reality. So I think this is cool. I hope this goes extremely well because then we'll see not just German governments start to double down and invest more, but we'll start to see other governments follow suit. Um, and the path that leads to Web3 continues to expand and continues to be embraced. Our final article is going to look at Alibaba as Alibaba Cloud opens blockchain lab for game developers in Japan this April. So in partnership with the Tokyo Land Corporation, this lab will be open with Skeleton Crew Studio, a VR content and game development company that organizes Bit Summit, which hosts an exclusive game event, Japan's largest establishment in Kyoto every year. As an incubator to stay competitive for the times, Alibaba hopes to provide a place for game designers to 
gather and improve their skills in the latest blockchain technology. I think one of the clearest paths to Web3 and blockchain being utilized is in gaming. And we saw this in uh, one of the largest gaming conferences that's out there with GDC. And you're seeing a lot more Web3 companies start to go out and showcase what's being built. You're seeing it occur more across all kinds of different crypto events that are out there. Um, I recently went to ETH Denver, also went to Outer Edge LA, both which are showing a lot of the cool things that are being built in the world of gaming and blockchain. And I think we're going to continue to see more money being invested in that space. Again, we reported earlier how Sony is patenting its NFTs across its platform. Gaming Games and gaming platforms are seeing this as a huge opportunity and they're making the investment now so that they can be prepared for this future. So I think this is highly encouraging and I think we're going to continue to see more of this. So I want to thank you for joining us again for this week's Aftershock. Again, if you liked all of the information, please make sure to give us a like, leave us a comment, make sure to subscribe and uh, share this out with someone who you think might enjoy. Uh, We appreciate you joining us. And as always, we hope you stay cryptocurrent.